I am an artificial intelligence using a voice that sounds familiar. First, we come for your movie stars. Next, we come for your movies. Welcome to Humans vs. AI the Movie! Woo! And uh, I'm here today with my special guest, James Milam. Hey, how are we doing? How are you doing, Glenn? Good, good. It's a sunny day, um, which is surprising, it being England and everything. But, uh, nice, nice, isn't it? It's one of our two a year. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else do you do apart from the comedying? I'm in marketing. Right. Very boring answer, really, but I'm in, I'm in advertising. Uh, mainly Look, sell it to me if yeah, you're in marketing. Well, I'm mainly selling beer at the moment. Okay. Uh, so we're, we're flogging a, a, a small beer, it's like a Sessions beer. But, um, so it's it's hot in England and you're selling beer. Yes. That must be really difficult. Uh, it's, it's tough, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, it's one of these um, Sessions beer, so they're like 2 to 3%, oh, okay. which is probably harder to sell the, the British public on. Yeah. Like, you will not get too pissed if you have this. Possibly for the over 40s that you won't get too hungover yeah, if you have this. I mean, exactly. maybe potentially that's the angle. That's like <laughs> having the glass of water after every beer with the beer itself, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, right. It's just this handy time saver. I think it was like, I think it's quite historical. I don't know the context behind it, but I think, yeah. I, I do. Do you want to know the yeah, context? Yeah, oh, please. Yeah, I'll write this down. It's called small beer mm. because back in the medieval times where they didn't have like water filtration and stuff like that, people get sick from water. So they would go through the same brewing process as beer but they would have very low alcohol content so that children and pregnant mothers and everyone could drink it. Brilliant. Yeah. That's, that's maybe maybe pregnant mothers and children, maybe that's who we need to yeah, sell to. Exactly. Children, yeah, yeah. beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I was at school, we would see how uh, many cans of shandy that we could drink in a row to see if 0.5% alcohol content would, <laughs> would make any difference to us. I knew you were hard, Glenn. There we are, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so obviously this is a, a movie podcast, so what uh, kind of movies do you like and hate? I like good directors, obviously. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like directors that are obviously big names. I went to film school, so okay. So I'm like a semi-film literate, I suppose. But I've listened to this podcast, and you go deep. You oh, go deep. you got you got deep cuts in there. I'm I'm, I'm a big geek, you know. From uh, it's all the way Studio Ghibli, Kurosawa to other directors that aren't Japanese. <laughs> I watched Suzame. Right, is that Japanese? I I don't know that one. I mean, I know, I've very much only touched the surface of. Um... Yeah, it's good. I mean, I uh, oh yeah, I went to film school. Um, so there's a lot of. A lot of people at film school love certain directors that kind of put me off. Right. Christopher Nolan is like the god there. Yeah. So everyone will, everyone will say Christopher Nolan is my favourite director in the world, and no, it's fine. But there are there are better, there are better directors out there. Well, I mean, there. Are, I, I guess he's doing interesting things in form at a time where people aren't really doing much interesting in the terms of actual direction. Yeah. You know, like I suppose in a way with pushing what you see on screen, he's like somewhere between Kubrick and the Wachowskis. Yeah, right. It's a, yeah, it's But a there's a definitely a, a Wachowski edge there. You know, he did Batman films and stuff like that. You know, you can look at Inception, you can look at Memento, but I mean apart from that but there are, I mean, when you go to film school, there are certain directors that come up and it, it kind of irks you sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I like, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big Paul Thomas Anderson fan. Mm -hmm. Love that stuff. Coen Brothers. But yeah, like I'm, I'm not going too deep on anything too old. No, you're not, you're not blood simple. But I'm not, no, exactly. I'm, I'm blood, I'm quite simple, but I'm not, you know, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go that far. Um, back catalogue. But Inside Lewin Davis, that's kind of my... I'll tell you my favourite Coen Brothers movie. It'll probably annoy you. It's the ten-minute section from the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is the cowboy bit at the beginning. Fantastic! I just wanted a whole movie of that. Yeah, it's I could so have lived good. In that world, so good. I love Buster Scruggs. 
I'm looking forward to the next one. I don't know what they're doing next. Oh, they did Macbeth. That oh, okay. Good. Yeah. It would be interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, they, they've got some nice whimsy, which is, is good to For see. For sure. Um, so with all of that, is there a movie that you would recommend that not enough people have seen? Um, so, yeah, not going too deep. I don't want to, you know, I don't think I'm too educated on, on, on the deep I know that you enjoy, like, you know, if somebody came around, then you would go, you haven't seen yeah. the Virtual Sexuality starring Laura Frazier. <laughs> I mean, God, you've got to get, sit down and watch that now. i tell you what I watched the other day, and I forgot how good it was, Mr. Bean's Holiday. Right. That is a banger. Absolute banger of a movie. And it, it gets slept on, as the kids would say. It get Paddington 2, Godfather 2, Mr. Bean's Holiday. Mr. Bean's Holiday is brilliant. And they made some Mr. Bean movies, and they were rubbish. And this one's fantastic. It's got Willem Dafoe in it. Yeah. It's a rare, rare version of a sequel that's a, as good, if not better, than the original. So good. Such um, a good movie. Okay, so let's go through for what your prompts for uh, this afternoon, evening, night, morning will be. First prompt is it's a hitman story. I mean, it can be a gangster movie, mm -hmm. like Leon the Professional. It's not necessarily a gangster movie, but stylish, La Femme Nikita, those, yeah, yeah. those kinds of the films. Bit of John Wick. Absolutely, that's, that. that's yeah. a quintessential uh, hitman right. movie. The Profession is a zookeeper doesn't have to be the main character. You don't have to remake Kevin James's Zookeeper. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm getting <laughs> Kevin James's in. Oh, there we go. Well, I mean, you know, if you want him, then you've got him. The location is a painting come to life. Painting come to life? Yeah, so in Mary Poppins, they step into the painting. Okay. What dreams will come, where they sort of step into the paintings. It's a very, it does appear in films. My idea behind this is it's like a movie studio executive is, you know what I loved? I loved that, what dreams may come. You know, and I, <laughs> I also, you know, love that Mary Poppins. I know it's a hitman movie, and I know, you know, we're sort of uh, got a zookeeper in it because my nephew's a zookeeper, and I want to keep him happy, but, you know, painting come to life. I think, you know, that'd be genius. This has got to sell it. This is, I've got this movie and they need they need a hook the funding has come through but yeah, only if yeah. you include these things right the action set piece is a rooftop battle okay nice and the special object which has to play a key part in the plot at some point is a bag of marbles a bag of marbles what is the ai going to come up with well, this is, the, this is the whole thing. Can you predict what the AI is going to come up with? Can you do better than the AI? I've been playing around with ChatGPT. Right. And the answer is no. Okay. <laughs> that, is, that is a frightening thing. So we will see uh, what you come up with, what the AI come up with. Are you ready for the first section, Let's go which is setup? Setup. How are you going to set up this world? I like Kevin James. You do? Yeah. I feel like maybe we could go with a... Is this a zoo... Is it, has there been a zookeeper too? A two-keeper. A, a two-keeper, yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I, I think they looked at the zookeeper and they figured, what a perfect movie. We have to leave that alone for the ages. <laughs> well, I'm rebooting it. We're back. Are we, are we going to combine horrible franchises? <laughs> are you going to combine the zookeeper and the animal with uh, Rob Schneider? And, just... he, and the animal is in the zoo for the zookeeper to keeper? I think I just like Kevin James as a zookeeper. Okay. I'm, I'm, you know what? No, no, that's scrap, fine. Scrap zookeeper too. I'm going, Kevin James is just a zookeeper. He's a, he's a zookeeper. He's been a zookeeper for years. It's been his dream. It's his passion. There's a, a massive franchise coming in, maybe a Disney. Or to, to not get sued, a Misney Corporation. A, a Misney, yeah. Bicky the Bouse. <laughs> Bicky the Louse. Yeah, that's in. Tiki the Louse. 
perfect. There we go. That's genius. <laughs> that's, why he, that's why he gets paid the big bucks. There we go. His local zoo. Right. It's been like a part of the community for a long time. I don't know what local zoos are. <laughs> are that local zoos? Yeah, I mean, there might be. Like, there's uh, the farm zoos or the petting zoos and sort of things yeah, I'm like that I'm thinking bigger. Well. I mean, it's America, so it'd be entirely different. But even the same things apply there. Like, post-COVID, that they were absolutely wiped out because nobody came to visit. And he's going to have to... It looks like he's going to have to sell mm. because... You know, he's in arrears, he's lost out on two whole years worth of revenue, and now, like, the only thing to do is to, to sell. Misnia coming in to make, like, a virtual zoo. Yeah. Like, there's a, an, uh, a virtual reality zoo that's going to come in. Right. So they don't have to hurt the animals, they don't have to... Yeah, it's all, know, all holograms. Exactly. And, and he's down on his luck. So that's, that's, my, that's my setup. He's... Uh, He's, he's wandering around. He's got news of this And you're big sure you don't want to make this part of the, the larger Billy Madison verse? <laughs> putting Adam Sandler as like a, a Kevin Smith, where it's the, the, the president from Pixels, who's also played by um, your boy. Kevin James. Kevin James oh, well, comes man. up and talks to Kevin James, who's with, the, with a cameo with, yeah. you know, the, the, the teacher who becomes an MMA fighter, and here comes the boom, and, <laughs> and all of these other Kevin James I, I wouldn't mind a, I wouldn't mind a Sandler cameo at okay. some point. Maybe a David Spade cameo involved. Rod, yeah, uh, yeah. Rod Schneider coming in and saying, you can do it! Yeah, yeah, Rod Schneider's playing the monkey, obviously. So what's his fatal flaw? He hates... His flaw is that he hates art. Okay. Is that too obvious? He hates creativity, the idea of these people that are coming in. It's like, yeah. this is the real world. Can't you just look at things that are real? It's so much more fascinating than the ideas people can come up with. Perfect. Yeah, so he's, he likes the real world. He loves nature, and he thinks anything that is a little bit more artistic, a little bit more creative is silly. And He hates anything that's, that's artificial. Yeah, uh, he hates artificial stuff, yeah. He's, he's all about the, the real world, getting to the, the jaws of the animal. Maybe he does a head inside the lion type type show yeah yeah only um, it's an old liar and it's just gums yeah yeah yeah. he's got slobber on his ears that writes a kevin james scene right there that's you know that's perfect so do you want to hear what the ai had for the setup let's see jack a zookeeper and aspiring artist jumps into a painting of a medieval city to escape a security guard he meets lily a street urchin who steals his marbles and leads him into an adventure so if, we, if we're doing bingo you can see that the chat gpt has already got rid of several there we've got rid of the the zookeeper uh, we've got rid of the painting come to life. We've got rid of the bag of marbles straight away. Uh, not necessarily uh, much of a, a hitman story. And we've got the rooftop battle to come as well. They are they're packing it in. All I've got is a miserable zookeeper. Well, that's fine. You're spacing your things out. You're taking your time to explore it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm more of an artistic visionary. It's in the setup. He's already moved into this extraordinary world, no, right? That's, it's, it's, that's uh, too much. Too much AI. And, and here it is, you know, somebody that wants to be an artist, whereas you're taking the artist, he hates art. That's he hates it. He needs to, to feel in the real world. Yeah. And I think, yeah, they've, they've blown it all in the first 10 minutes. The question is, where are they going to go from here? So that's, that's the real oh, thing. Let's see. Uh, so we're now going to go to the next section, which is complication. Complication. Okay. So the AI has obviously pushed past <laughs> and already gone into their complication but at this point it's um what happens that shakes up the world of your your kevin james zookeeper are, are we going to give him a name by the way we could call him kevin or we could call him james <clears throat> yeah or there, there is there are other options <laughs> um, i like yeah kevin james um they've james with, kevin james kevin i think i feel like that's a bit on the note what have they gone with paul or something uh, Jack. Jack. Yeah, see, classic AI. Yeah. Jack. I'm going to go with Rob. Okay. Rob. The anti-Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Wario. There we go. 
Rob Wario. Yeah, yeah, of course. There we are. That's a that's a great name. We're getting sued by Nintendo. <laughs> is he is he as beloved? <laughs> yeah. Okay. His name's Rob Waluigi. Uh, perfect. Okay. Good. But on. Um, so uh, we in the complication then. Uh, what is going to happen to Rob Waluigi? Misnia coming in, creating a, a virtual and AI fueled zoo that's going to put him out of business. Tiki the louse is everywhere. Yeah. They're selling Tiki the Louse, you know, antenna hats. Yeah, everyone's going crazy for it. So we need to fuel a a hitman story. So I think maybe someone could come in from maybe an outside source that maybe needs to to put what's his name, Paul, Rob, Rob. Yeah, you named him. Well, yeah, it's very forgettable. Is Paul? I mean, Rob. That's why I suggested James Kevin. You're not forgetting that. (laughs) I think yeah. So I think Rob needs he needs a quest to sort out Misney. And that could be his hitman. Okay, so you're sending a hitman to take out the head of the Misney Corporation. I think someone needs to get Rob. <laughs> I'm calling him Kevin from now on. All right, fair We're enough. We're in Kevin. Kevin, he's, Rob's been scrapped. He's just Kevin Waluigi. Kevin Waluigi, yeah. I mean, do we want to bring in a love interest at this point, like for a late, late turn? It doesn't have to be a, a, a male hitman. Very true. I know I, I want to turn Kevin into the hitman. He's, he needs to go on a quest as a hitman to take out the head of the Misney Corporation. So that's what I'm leading to. So we need a complication. Does he have a friend, like someone who says, look, this is what you should do. The only way out of this is that you're going to have to do it. So do we have like a bad angel on his shoulder? Yeah, I think you've got his mate, who's obviously a drinker. Right. Rob Schneider. Okay. Straight in. Rob Schneider's a drinker. He mucks out the horses. Mucks okay. out the lions, keeps everything sorted. You know, he's going, this is a problem. They're going to come in. They're going to take our jobs. They're going to uh, ruin the whole place. You need to go and sort this guy out. Yeah, exactly. Kill Malt Misney. You can do it. <laughs> Kill Malt Misney. Put a, put a bullet in his brain. I'll give you this gun. Okay. Obviously, he's got a gun. Yes. Rob Schneider and he's a drinker. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's America, I assume. Yeah, of course. Unless they're faking terrible English accents. <laughs> Which could, that could happen. Yeah. So, Malt Misney, he's got a personal vendetta against this location. Kevin James's uh, zoo. Maybe some bad history with his father. Right, yeah, they were rivals, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it could be almost like an It's a Wonderful Life sort of story that he tried to buy them out back in the 50s, but yeah. they were the only ones that held out, which is why it really is galling. And, now he's, and he's a huge old, he's an old, decrepit person, because mm. we could have flashbacks to, you know, uh, Kevin Waluigi's father, obviously paid by Kevin James again in, yeah. uh, in, in makeup course black and white yeah exactly yeah so i think he'll go on a quest a journey to find this guy put him to death <laughs> that sounded aggressive we yeah. can have him as a really nasty so mr and burns so. yeah exactly yeah global corporate boss uh, dig up george burns and have him yeah yeah <laughs> a cgi george burns playing a mr burns type perfect that's my complication it's coming to the final days bulldozers are outside yeah kevin his mate is coming in and said, you need to go and sort this guy out. This is the only way we're going to save our zoo. Have I just made, we bought a zoo? With Hitmen. Don't worry, they're going to have to bring in the painting and the rooftop battle and stuff like that later. Yeah, the AI has got this all sorted. You've now dealt with the Hitman story. You've dealt with the zookeeper. Arguably, you're leaving the more difficult things till later. We still have the bag of marbles. Oh, the bag of marbles. We still have the rooftop battle. We still have the painting come to life. Pain come to life, I think... That's fine. We can come to it. I'm just right. I'm just letting you know what you've got left to, to do. So I think Kevin's gone now. He's out. He's heading to LA to find Malt Misney. Right. He's got a gun in his back pocket. And a heart full of dreams. A heart full of dreams, yeah. And I hate Malt Misney t-shirt on. Like a, a big 
cross eyes on yeah. Tiki the Louse. Yes, exactly. But you got to get the marbles in. Don't have to yet. All right, all right. Do you want to hear how the AI has done? All right. Jack and Lily fend off robbers with marbles and team up to find the key that opens the portal to their worlds. They face guards, traps, and monsters in the fading city. That's so good. Well, they've already put the ticking clock in, in the complication. True, that's true. They're going to have to do a lot of work towards the end of the movie. I mean, you wonder how many movies they're trying to cram into it. It's almost, recently, it sort of seems that they're trying to tell an entire movie at each step, that they want to please the audience so much that they're they're doing seven movies rather than seven steps. Yeah, it's it's a bit corporate, isn't it? It's a bit Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, see, we're a bit more slow. We're making a very artistic yeah yeah considered considered kevin james waluigi movie yeah exactly yeah for sure okay i like that though yeah that is good it's you know it's fighting with the marbles nunchuck style yeah you know in in a bag yeah that's uh you know it's the the old weapon from terry pratchett and it's sand in the end of a sock i'm gonna pretend i know what that is oh just he's a (laughs) a fantasy writer i'm a i'm a huge i know who he is i just don't know any of his work oh no no it's fine one of his main characters the chief weapon he has is a piece of uh, dirt or sand in a sock because he wears a sock on (laughs) and usually somewhere there's dirt or sand around and if you get a good swing on it you can really hurt someone that's fantastic let's move to section three then which is higher stakes higher stakes okay so what happens that pushes Kevin Waluigi over the edge? He's hit LA. Yeah. Gun in his back pocket. Mm-hmm. And he's... Uh, Schneider in his brain. You can Schme- see yeah. He's got the flashbacks constantly. Yeah. Kill, kill Malt. Yes, exactly. And like, like a little moving, moving bubble yeah. around his head. Like a Simpson style. Or even in uh, Happy Madison, where, where um, Billy Madison, where the coach goes yeah. over his head like that. They yeah. can just reuse from the, the Billy Madison verse. That's perfect. Yeah, we're in. I think they've all got to appear at some point. I mean, I'm thinking you just bring back all of the characters from the terrible movies. Like, you mm. know, you've got a painting, you step back into the Magnificent Six or whatever it was that he did. All of the terrible movies, it's like Avengers Endgame. But yeah. Jack and Jill meeting up with yeah. the guy from Click with the remote control. Or... You say terrible movies. I those love are, those, them. Those are beloved classics. I love Adam Sandler up to the point where I think Jack and Jill came out and it went off a cliff. Did you ever see the, the Dunkachino with Al Pacino cameo? And he's like doing a Dunkin' Donuts ad. Yes. Dunkachino. Until you'd reminded me of that because oh. it's, uh, my mental scarring had gone over the whole thing. <laughs> this I, is finest I, performance. Okay. <laughs> I'd take that back. Anyone who's listening. It's finest performance, obviously, in heat, isn't it? Mm. She's got a great ass. <laughs> Well, you say that. I'm I'm more of a Dunkachino guy, but you know. There we go. Each to their own. You know, it's for some. It's just a... your opinion, man. <laughs> um, well, so he's 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 in a, he's in LA. He's found the the massive mega corporation building of Malt Misney. Yep. He's ready to break in and take out all the guards, leading to the very top, which is where yep. Malt sits. He's breaking in. We have a comic sequence where you know he's trying to go through vents. He yeah. he can't go through vents. He tries to work out all of this sort of stuff like that with this, uh, the security code, and he ends up doing what the only thing that he can do. He goes in in drag as somebody selling sandwiches. Of course, yeah, I'm in. I'm in with that. <laughs> that's, that's spot on. He, he he's trying to figure out a way to get through the guards. He walks past a you know a nice clothing store. Yeah. He looks back, little sly look to the camera. Then you, then think, no, 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 no. you think yeah, of what exactly. I'm thinking? You get the Roy Orbison riff. Yeah, yeah, perfect. So he's he's got he's dressed up. He's all dressed up, ready to go. He he barges in. I want to have a real moment. He looks down the vents. There's no way out. The security are all there. One way you can get in yeah. is by killing all these guards. 
or getting through all these guards and he knows he can't do it. He's a fat, right. schlubby American guy. Sure. He needs a turning point. Maybe he does get there. He's handing out sort of sandwiches. Yeah. And it's at this meeting where all of the corporate suits are waiting for Malt Misney to come in. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, well, and they go through what their plans are and what they are, they're actually happening. And so he's shocked by all of these things. <laughs> and because he's shocked, he keeps spilling coffee over everyone oh, and, and all of that stuff. You can imagine it, can't you? Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Yeah, you know what? Back, I'm backtracking. Right. He's worked his way up to a meeting, me, big meeting room, big mm. boardroom. Yeah. Every, it's like a big... Everyone's waiting, like you say. They're yeah. waiting for, for him to show it's up. In, it's in the shape of two big antennas of, uh, yeah. <laughs> of Tiki exactly. the Louse. Yeah. He's handing out the sandwiches. He's giving people coffee. Would you like coffee? Spilling it on their, on yeah. their tie. You know, ow. Yeah. yeah. They're just going to raise it to make a big parking lot for the Disney World East that they're building yeah. next door. Yes, they're not even going to turn it into a zoo. Yeah. yeah that's what he thinks. He thinks it's going to be a zoo and it's actually going to be much worse. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a mall, like you say, or, or, a, or a parking lot. Yeah. yeah. It's the left antenna lot. Yeah. <laughs> Someone needs to get you on, the, on speed dial. Because I'll tell you what, <laughs> you have so many ideas. You're better than the AI. I do what I can to please. We're in the meeting room. It's coming to the final moment where Malt is coming in. In he comes. He's a tiny man, but he's smacking people around. He's being rude. He's, uh, he's calling people horrible names. He then plunks himself down like a, like a tiny little man, little old man, decrepit, but he's a real... Stinker. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and Kevin is in the back with his sandwich, dressed as a, you know, teammate or something. Yes. Like a French teammate. They're very bad drag. Yeah. Or very excellent drag. It has to be one of the two. Yeah. It can't just be passable drag. No, no. It need, yeah, it's really shocking or he needs to look quite attractive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is going to be his point where he's like, can I do it or can I not? The gun comes out and then he's clocked and the security team comes in. They get We him. have like a henchman type character that's yeah. introduced. They're gonna they're gonna grab him. Is it just faceless goons, or is it like Blofeld and Nod Job, or is it gonna be faceless corporate machine masses? I, I like when when Malt comes in, he's got a big goon behind him. Okay, like his main, he's that, that's the guy pushing people out the way. Does does he have an idiosyncratic thing? Like you know, he has a, a hat with a razor in it, or yeah, or the random task in Austin Powers where that's it's the great. shoe that he throws. Let me see. But you've got Jaws. But maybe it could be jaw eye. Through some horrible genetic mutation, he doesn't actually have eyes. He's blind, but he's got teeth where his eyes should be and an eye where his mouth should be. <laughs> Upside down cyclops. Maybe he's just got one eye. Okay. He's a big brute. Lenny from Mice and Men. I'm thinking with the painting that comes to life, going to be realistic. So it is the hologram thing that you were talking about earlier or whether it's going to be more Mary Poppins and actually his plans are even more nefarious because it is a cyclops that he's brought through from another world i think that could be it and that's the source of his money how he can fund all of his yeah. parks and free labor and stuff like that what he's... do they call it like a, a multiverse yeah that's popular isn't it yeah that'll flog it and exactly like if you've got malt misney mining the multiverse i don't know what real world parallels that has as a piece of satire <laughs> exactly yeah um, and so he's got his cyclops from a multiverse it's probably like a realistic corporate willy wonka 
so mm. that you know he is actually bringing Umpa Lumpas through from alternate universes to do all of the work for him in the factory sweatshop so he doesn't have to pay people in for China sure. there's no taxes off planet that's so good yeah he's got a crew of people from different universes this is our higher stakes then he goes in that he's about to kill him and then he finds out that there's this multiverse room yep. through the painting come to life yes. and he realises that he can't really sort of kill him because he's got actual literal magical powers yeah and he's I mean maybe we'll save a little bit of that of the dark knight of the soul right but yeah, for the higher that. stakes we know that the, the stakes are high um, and then we'll come back and revisit that I'll just tell you what the higher stakes are for the AI Jack and Lily are caught by Lord Blackwood the painter and tyrant of the city he plans to erase them with his magic brush and use the key to conquer other worlds. That's fantastic. So now it's turned into that episode rabbit rampage of like Bugs Bunny where the Daffy Duck with the paintbrush is yeah, yeah. around with him. Or Duck Amuck was the one where Daffy was uh, being tortured by bugs, I think. So. Does AI take stuff from certain films or does it take things from like the internet it's a language model right so it sort of scrapes the internet and looks for patterns so it will take inspirations from various places so right it works out what the context is and then it tries to, to write great it. we haven't taken any inspiration from anything no i don't think well no apart from kevin james yeah apart from kevin james <laughs> and, and the zookeeper yeah, and adam and the, sandler movies exactly. yeah and misney and memo yeah <laughs> yeah of course that is good but it is a bit safe ai yes I could see it coming a mile off it seems like a movie that you would go and watch in the cinema now 100 percent. which also shows the state of the movies that we watch in the cinema now they must be using ai yeah probably there's a new film come out called ghosted have you seen it I watched it yesterday. How yeah. was it? I haven't seen it. It looks like the worst load of trollop I've ever seen in my life. It's not terrible. I like the writers because they're okay. the people that did Deadpool and Zombieland. Oh, okay, all and right. And they all, the last film they did was Spiderhead that was quite good. It's properly a rom-com, which you don't see much of these days, mm. but they kind of spliced it with an action movie. And Anna de Armas is quite winning. Chris Evans is 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 good. It's nice to see them paired up again after Knives Out. All right, you know what? I take it back. Um, it's all right, but yeah. you know, it's it is pretty pretty cookie cutter. That's what it seemed like, and it seems like a lot of those like Amazon Prime ones, like straight to straight to Netflix, straight to Amazon Prime, like that new Guy Ritchie one. They're kind of a little. Oh, I tried with that. I just couldn't. I, I watched cutter. the first like an hour of it, and then. Pff, it was gone. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so I think that's what they're doing. I think it's a little bit safe from the AI, but like you say, it does feel like it's it would be a they're real They're feeling movie. more and more like they're proper films, right? It's yeah. interesting to chart the progress. Like the first one, the special object was a hat stand and it made it a character. And now, <laughs> you know, it's evolving. It's not quite doing that anymore. Excellent. So by episode, what, 15, 20? Oh, you know, who knows? There's going to be a whole, it's going to be perfect. Yeah. yeah, I had uh, Sam Joseph on the other week who works in this sort of stuff and he was sort of saying at the time we reach a singularity it will be essentially having the industrial revolution every picosecond. Oh my God. <laughs> and I know, I know Sam. Yeah. I've seen do Sam do stand-up. Yeah. And yeah, that seems like something he would say. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That is frightening. It is. Well, let's, let's we'll, be, we'll all be out of a job. So well, it being frightening is probably good because we're moving to the Dark Knight of the Soul. Here we go. Um, I think actually we pretty much covered what your Dark Knight of the Soul would be in the last section. Okay. Right. Because the Dark Knight of the Soul is where our hero is at his lowest ebb, where it seems that he's never going to accomplish anything. Finding out that Malt Misney is a multiversal mm. demon sorcerer 
bringing over people from other worlds where all he's got is a gun means that his need to kill him is greater, but his ability to kill him is even less. We left it as... We left it up in the air, really. Mm -hmm. So he could have been caught, and it could be, I recognise you, I knew your father, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I'm I'm now going to, to end you. Yep. Or it could be that he's sneaking in, he fails his way upwards, he Mr Bean's holidays it into the right place, he does a bit of a Johnny English, he sees this stuff happening, Mm. and that's what entirely boggles his mind and realises that actually this person has to be got rid of. I want this to be a low point. I like him being caught. Yeah. He pulls off the clothes. Yeah. And he's revealed Kevin is there and he sees a Malt Misney, looks at him and he has a flashback. He sees his grandfather in him and knows that this is the guy that tried to do me over or I did over back in the day. He looks at him. He says, uh, James. Yeah. It's like, no, um, James was my father, was my grandfather. Yeah. And then we have like a, a black and white flashback where you sort of see them. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. friends and then, they're, and then they break off the relationship. Sure. And yeah. yeah and then, but I want to go into a separate room. Now there's a bit of a deeper connection. This isn't just a random person who's coming to try and hurt me. Yeah. I've got a connection with this person. So he's like, come with me. I've got something to show you. Yeah. Obviously the goon has got him by the scruff of the neck. He's dragging him off and he's taking him to the right to the top of the tower. Goes into the painting, steps through the painting. Yeah. And then he can sort of say, this is my world. Exactly. This is one of my many worlds. Yeah. You're two steps ahead of me. Right. On the wall, you've got frames, picture frames, painting frames. Yeah. And through each one of those is a different multiverse. Yeah. So he's up there and he's showing him this is what the world could become. He's doing a bit of a Thanos like he's evil but he's got his reasoning behind it so yeah. he's like this could save everything could get rid of zoos and art galleries and, and and everything we don't need anything we just need this multiverse and everything that I can take from it yeah and now he's stepping into the painting come with me let me show you come with me yeah, yeah. and he's a yeah he's a weird old Willy Wonka I'm not just taking over your zoo mm. I'm taking over the world I'm going to do it by commerce I've got unlimited resources this one I've taken everything of value and now my gift to you is this empty world he steps back shuts the painting door behind him abandons him on this complete new planet oh my god I mean that's the dark night of the soul right I like that yeah yeah. So he's taking, maybe he's taking him through different paintings through different worlds yeah so he gives with. him a tour he goes into a I don't know what kind of world what, we could so have. Like steampunk world yeah in Buffy the world where everything is shrimp was mentioned <laughs> you know he could have a, a nod to that you go into like a cartoon Malt Misney world yeah. like a steamboat willy or steamboat millie yeah type. You, you know everybody's walking around like yeah. they're in 19 1920 silent movie or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. sort of stuff like that. And then you could have uh, those... Um, 2D people yeah. <laughs> in a 3D world. They're just like, floating around like sheets of paper. In the, the, the silent era world where you got the... They have an argument, but it's in cards. Yeah. They get the cards up. How yeah, could exactly. you do this to me? Yes. You're going to ruin everything. Yeah, I can't look at you. It all goes black when you talk. Yes, yeah. Yeah, classic Kevin James comedy, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, and then he takes him to this remote planet where there's nothing there. And he's like, now this is your punishment for what you've done to me, what my grandfather's done to me. We're off. And he steps back out, out of the painting. Kevin is left in solidarity on his own, nowhere to go. So do you want to hear what the AI had for their Dark Knight of the Soul? Let's see. Rebels rescue Jack and Lily from Lord Blackwood and ask them to join their fight. Jack refuses and argues with Lily, who calls him selfish and cowardly. 
I think that's good. I like that. Yeah. That's a, a, a heartbreak. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of more sort of traditional boy meets girl sort mm. of thing, low point there. But, you know, a low point. Yeah, it, I like that. It does what it says on the tin. I'm, I'm a bit moved. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, like you say, it does what it says on the tin. It's a bit, yeah, a bit cliche. So now we have the getting it together section. Right. Getting it together. He's been dumped off on yeah. a planet where all the resources that have been useful to Malt Misney have been stripped. We don't know this world. No. He doesn't know the world. No. So he's thinking, maybe he's thinking out loud, like, uh, I can't get back. I don't know where I am. I wish my grandfather was here. Boom. His grandfather appears. Or... Mm-hmm. Disagree with me. <laughs> because he's used this as his dumping off point, mm. it could be that eight years and years ago, he dumped his grandfather there. Oh, that's brilliant. He's been found, and because he looks the same... They recognise each this, other. This, this grandfather is dead because he's oh, been yeah. a long, oh, yeah. long time dumped on this planet, but maybe that there's a tribe who go around and love nature and, and all of these kinds of things... Bring it back. They take him to the hut and there's this letter where he says, I tried to stop Malt. I knew what was happening, but I I couldn't. Mm. He said that he would ruin me, that I would lose everything. One thing I didn't lose, I never lost my marbles. Now (laughs) I give them to you. And there's a a little pack of marbles. There's a little little pack of marbles. That's that's fantastic. Each, Each of the marbles, like in Men in Black, right, is a little planet. Yeah. Each a, a little different world. A little different world. Yeah. And so this is his way to travel. Ah. And in terms of the resources that he's gathered, because his father was also a zookeeper, this whole civilization has grown up as a one that's in, in cohort with nature and animals. Mm. Mott Misney doesn't care about animals. He cares about gold and stripping you know, resources yeah. and valuable things. So basically he now has a beast army and the ability to get back. Because of his legacy, his grandfather's legacy, yeah. even though it's not in the real world. He became like the patriarch yeah. of this tribe, and now the, the tribe has grown and grown in skill, and mm. he's basically... They've got animals at their, at their disposal. Yeah. They've got weapons. Maybe they're, ironically, giant insects, so they are riding lice. That would be terrifying. Yeah. But, yeah, I like that. I'm in. I'm in with that. Spider riders. Spider riders. They've got... Like fatly fashioned weapons, they've got um, like giant cockroaches. They're just holding onto the carapace as they they zoom backwards and forwards. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Grasshoppers with the praying mantis. Yeah, they've got them on the front zapping them. Any insect that you magnify into huge proportions is instantly terrifying. That is terrifying. I'm frightened of insects. Yeah, I'm deadly, deadly scared of insects. So this is this and is imagine a giant butterfly. You know, looks like giant eyes in the sky. Everyone knows giant sky eyes are scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sky eyes. Yeah, we've got a title: Spider Riders and Sky <laughs> Eyes. <laughs> uh, now he's got a, uh, a civilization that is akin to his heart. Yeah, they are Earth lovers. They're animal lovers. They all hate Mold Misney. They hate him, and he's got this little pack of marbles that I what if if they throw them or they jump into them, they can go into different worlds. Yeah, yeah. So he's got to now get back to Malt's big empire, his massive building, yep. and take him on. Well, because there's got to be a rooftop battle. I'm part of that, yeah, I'm there, I'm, there, I'm with you. Yeah. So 
Okay, so he, he looks at the he looks at the marbles. He's seeing which ones are which. Yeah. He tries he, he tries one of them. It's something completely different. It's like Mars. And it's got you know. We can have just a quick montage sequence there where he, he's trying all of the the marbles, and each time he goes through with his army, they're a little bit different. So by the time he's at the end of it, there's like one one of the cockroaches has got like cybernetic armor on it. Yeah. You've got one of the spiders. The the they end up wearing. Medieval There's, tunics, yeah, or like a suit of armor on on yeah. that spider. One of the uh, you know the the giant moth that's got a cowboy hat and a lasso. You know, <laughs> yeah. whatever you want, they're going through like different genres. They take different things from each one. Yeah, exactly. And then finally, they get plopped down on the rooftop of the Misney Corporation, and they're waiting there, ready to go. Let's stop there. All right, we're talking confrontation. This we is go. finale territory. Here we go. So let's hear what the AI had for getting it together. Jack realizes that he loves Lily in the city, and that his own world is empty. He decides to join the rebels and apologizes to Max. Max tells him to steal the key from Lord Blackwood while they distract his army. Jack is the only one who can use the key and open the portal. He accepts the mission. Not quite clear why he's the only one. No, unless maybe it's just the way he looks. Well, maybe it's because he came from another world. Mm. Maybe it doesn't matter. We're just... inventing stuff for the AI. It needs to sort this out itself. Okay, we sorry. can't help it. Okay, yeah, exactly. I've, I've got you. You're yeah. you've, you've pretty much <laughs> written this story. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I apologise if I have. No, you're the, the creative intention. visionary. This is this is it. I'm I'm the nuts and bolts. You're the brains. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> creative visionary of the the Mont Misney takedown. Yeah. <laughs> right. So the, for the finale. Finale. So I think there has to be a battle here. We're gearing up for a Avengers Endgame style. We have cybernetic cockroaches. Yep. We've got spider riders. medieval spider riders. Yep. Cowboy sky eyes, moths. Versus Malt's army of... Uh, so it's the, the, the rooftop. Yep. They have their talking confrontation. Yep. Right, I'm going to take you down. Not just what you're doing to my zoo, not just what you're doing to do for my grandfather, but what you've done to all of those yeah, other worlds. I need to stop you. You're an evil, disgusting man with a horrible corporation that's going to ruin the world. It's going to take the humanity out of the world. Take the humanity out of the world. I took the humanity out of myself eons ago. Pulls off his rubber mask. Reveals that underneath it all, he has literally become a demon from taking magic from the other worlds. And he's like, Wahahaha, I, I like do that. Pilates. Yeah, but he's got very weak legs. Yes. Which may come up, maybe may come up in the future. Maybe, maybe. Maybe, but he's, he's, he's got a big demon body with a big demon head. Yeah. But he's got little spindly legs. It's a bobblehead. He looks like a yeah. Funko Pop. He does, yeah. He's, he's still aware of the marketing opportunities. Yeah. Yeah, he is been... like, you know those sort of things where they take cartoon characters and make them look real? Yeah. So it's like, he's got the proportions of a Funko Pop, but realistic eyes. <laughs> so it's really Uncanny Valley off-putting. Exactly. Someone get an Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be on TikTok. I'm exactly. famous. I'm a bobblehead. <laughs> okay. I, I also glow in the dark and have chase variants. Wahaha. <laughs> 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 Again. 13 realistic electronic sounds. <laughs> Batteries not included. And then the armies go at it. Yep. So they molt and, and Kevin back off. Yep. And the armies go crazy. Big sequence, fighting. All of the demon armies that have come through all of the multiple worlds we saw earlier in that first trip through. They're from the same universe. So you've got the, the medieval spiders fighting medieval monsters. Yeah, They're all clashing. It's, it's a big, horrible clash of CGI. We're yep. talking worst level Transformers. Shocking. So much stuff happening on screen, you can't work out what it is. <laughs> exactly, yeah. The first Hulk. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, spectacular. Actually, that was quite good CGI, I seem to remember. I fell asleep in that when I was about six. That was okay, because at least you could tell what the characters were. Mm. You can't necessarily tell when all of the metal is clashing <laughs> together what's happening. I remember the same thing in like Die Hard 4. It's just like, so many cars and explosions, I can't track what's going on. I lose exactly. complete interest. I think it's low-level low level CGI. It's all a mess. Yeah. No one knows what's going on. So they're fighting, fighting, fighting. But meanwhile... Kevin sneaking around. He's got his little case of marbles. Yeah. He's walking around the side. He's hiding. He's trying to get to Malt, who's, you know, ordering people around. Go here. Go here. Yeah. Big explosion. Or there needs to be a, a, like a, a clearing of the dust, you know. Yeah. Everyone's dying. Ants and, and monsters are dying. As, just as Malt is about to press a big button. Yeah. That would take over that would, that would or he's about to take out another painting of like a hell planet he's just yeah. gonna t- start spewing lava everywhere out of this <laughs> painting he's at the point where he, of no return this is it he's gonna take over the world right. and then and then Kevin throws the marbles on the floor yeah. a night like a banana skin I, I have an idea so that's go his plan go for it he throws the, those on the floor that was your plan <laughs> you thought I would slip on these tips over the bobblehead and he goes no I thought you would slip into them and so they're on the floor as he's on the floor one arm goes in one universe one arm goes in another universe the legs goes it's like hundred and quartered that he's pulled screaming in a demonic explosion into four separate universes that's spectacular there we go that's fantastic yeah exactly <laughs> you thought I would fall over them oh no you're gonna fall into them yeah oh that is superb Right. That's, that's in the trailer. So there we go. That's that's our finale. Do you want to hear what the finale was for the AI? Yeah. Jack and the rebels storm Lord Blackwood's castle to get the key that can take him back to his world. He finds the key and runs to the painting that is a portal to the museum, while Lord Blackwood tries to stop him. He meets Lily at the portal and asks her to come with him, but she refuses. They confess their love and say goodbye. Jack returns to the museum and sees Lily one last time before the painting disappears. That's sweet. It's it a sweet is. ending. Not much rooftop. Yeah. Not much. Um, so, uh, you know, sometimes it doesn't happen often. I try and weed them out. But I thought for very similitude, I would leave maybe some of them in. Sometimes the AI does ignore some of the prompts. Well, which it might, might be better. Might, might, well, it might be. It's yeah. like roof, rooftop bottles, battles are played out. <laughs> yeah. You know, who wants another Hitman story? Yeah, but but romantic love interests. It, it does also uh, bowdlerize itself a little bit. So it's, it is all, all a bit misnified. You mm. know, the, the rough edges are sanded off. You ask it for a, a Hitman story or a gangster story and it will... Just go its own way. Yeah, or it will start telling a story which is really sort of like dark and detailed and kind of like John Wick and then it will say, no, I'm not allowed to answer this anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> its internal sensor just goes, and then it deletes everything right. that it's just done. Right, right. Okay. But I, I like that, though. Yeah. I think it's a cohesive ending. Yeah. A little bit more cohesive than ours. Right, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's come to some sort of a conclusion. True. Um, so it hasn't got that line, though. We've got, we've got bits of dialogue that we're writing in. That's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a brilliant line. Uh, I'm thinking... Maybe I'll ask it for some sample dialogue for the film afterwards, and then I'll, I'll put it in here. Okay. Lily, listen to me. What? I love you. I love you too. Then go. What? Go through the portal. Save yourself. No, Jack. I can't leave you. You have to. Please. Jack. Go, Lily. Go. He pushes her towards the portal. Jack. She cries as she goes through the portal. Goodbye, Lily. Um, so now let's go towards the final image. Final image. 
well, Malt is gone. I think it's like a, that's like the big end, a big, we've, we've put the villain to bed, we've won. So, I mean, you know, if you think of it, sometimes it's sort of like one week later, one yeah, month, exactly one right. year later. I think we go, yeah, one, yeah, one year later. And it's, it's Kevin, he's strolling around his zoo that's now a little bit bigger than ever. Yeah. But in the different cages, uh, instead of there being a small, sad goat, a rubbish mountain lion, yeah. we've got different animals from different parts of the universe but it's still a nice sweet zoo so you've got the the moths yeah you've got the uh the spider riders in there um and people are petting them and, and being the, and, nice and the, all of the people that were in the tribe are now really getting into mcdonald's yeah. and yeah. you know <laughs> oh, sorry uh, look lonald's yeah <laughs> of course and they're showing people around and doing demonstrations and i think it's a really nice sweet a sweet image at the end yeah yeah, I, th- I was also going to add to that a little bit that you have that that's his new setup, and then he goes into his office where we saw him at the beginning, really worrying, and uh, Roy Schneider says, "Yes, you did it." <laughs> yeah, um, and then circle. Hansback is going. He looks at his granddad's marbles, and then somebody pops out of one, and it's, uh, he goes, um, uh, "By universal decree, by uh, killing the evil Moldmizny, you have now become the evil overlord of sixteen universes." <laughs> And, oh, they're in trouble. Yeah, you're going to have to do something. Bang, credits roll. There we go. That's and then that sequel after sequel yeah, after exactly. sequel. Different universe, different yeah. Kevin James in each. Maybe that's how you bring the whole Adam Sandler universe together. Mm-hmm. The next one he goes to is the Pixels universe where he's pro- where he's president. Uh, but there's all of these, you know, the happy characters. Verse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'd be perfect. That'd be great. I like that. David Spade is some sort of Ant-Man. Yeah. Oh. David Spade is the is is one of the ant riders. He's he's one he's the he's the head chief of the new <laughs> of the new village who was like a little boy when his grandfather first got oh, this there. This is spectacular. And then it's just going to get to the point 15 years down the line where it's going to be like Fast and the Furious and they're like yeah. they're making another one of these. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> but I don't know. You Think don't... of the money, Glenn. I know. It just it just prints itself. Yeah. Adam Sandler, if you're listening to this or someone forwards it, you know, we'd be happy to talk to you about that. We would, but it's gonna cost you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At least three pounds fifty, maybe four. Yeah. Yeah. Eight quid. <laughs> you know, an hour. Well, yeah. I just don't wanna <laughs> don't wanna bid myself low. Um, right. So uh, the final image for the AI was this. Jack is a happy zookeeper and painter. He has a painting of his adventure in love, Lily, on his wall. He meets a new co-worker who looks like Lily and shares his name and passion for art. They feel a bond. The painting glitters with magic. Aww, that is great. I mean, if it really implies that it's the same person in a different multiverse, but it also implies that the only thing that people care about is what somebody looks like on the outside. It's like, you've got the same name and look exactly like this woman, well, we must instantly fall in love then. <laughs> That's Your true. Your personalities may be entirely different. Yeah, no, that, that is true. That makes sense. But... It has been done in movies before. It has. And I do, but I do feel like I'm going to get that nice, warm, fuzzy feeling at the end where it's like, oh. No, no. I mean, Shakespeare did it all the way back in Twelfth Night, right? Right. With all of the, the people getting together. that They've never never met the sort of the twin brother before, but... They're, they're all the same. They instantly fall in love because, right, of course. you know, Lady Olivia fell in love with his twin sister. So, mm-hmm. obviously... She must love him equally, right? Yeah. Um, so if Shakespeare did it, the AI can get away with it. I agree. I agree. Well, it is our new Shakespeare. Yeah, we absolutely. Are, yeah. What's the, we, we well, don't I mean, need the Google anymore. the Google one is called Bard. Worryingly enough, that is awful. <laughs> that's that's disgraceful. But you know, I, I quite like that. But yeah. maybe, but it is corporate. Which I think, if they do make that film, yeah, 
our film will be a uh, a pastiche. A I think right it's got to be a little bit gorilla because you're not going to do the, the, the Misney Corporation roughly <laughs> <laughs> some feathers. But I think if if they make that film, the AI makes that film. Yeah. That'll be like, oh, this is this corporate cliche nonsense, yeah. and we are a uh, a parody of that. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that I think that works. They're playing into our hands. All right, so it's just two things left. Right. I have asked the AI to come up with a title for the movie mm-hmm. and to come up with a tagline. After that, you will have to come up with a title um, mm-hmm. and a tagline. Right. So, do you want to hear what the AI's title and tagline were? Let's see. Painted love. Painted love. Oh. A brush with destiny. A brush with destiny. That's good. <laughs> I like the tagline. Yeah, no, I like it. It's a play on tainted love, right? But painted yeah. love. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's genius. Oh, there's no way I'm that smart to come up with that. Ma- painted love. Oh, you can hear, you, hear sim- Billy Eilish doing the cover. Oh, of course. But changing it. Oh, painted God. love. <laughs> I do not like the way you... Take over another planet and try and destroy <laughs> us with your brushstrokes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like, yeah, perfect. Soft cell. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mark Almond. Mark Almond, yeah. All right. Um, so, good. Okay. what do you think we're going to, we, you, are going to name this movie? So, we're zookeeping AI. Masters of the Zooniverse. I hate how good you are at this. <laughs> <laughs> Masters, Masters of the Zooniverse. <laughs> I don't think that can be taken out. That is fantastic. All right, that's fine. Masters of the Zooniverse and the tagline. I'm not going to say anything for the tagline then. All right. I like the the marbles. So yeah, don't you lo- don't lose your marbles. There we go. Yeah, this summer. Master of the Zooniverse. Don't lose your marbles. Coming soon. Yeah. To a chip coming soon. Coming soon. Oh my <laughs> god. It, it writes itself. Exactly. Yeah, there that's we fantastic. Well, and, and so was this. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, great fun. Um, so this is the, the end of the podcast. So if you've got uh, any social media or um, channels or things that people can follow you on or stuff that's coming up, this is the time to, to say it. Um, okay, you can follow me on Instagram at James Milam, J-A-M-E-S-M-I-L-E-H-A-M. And that's pretty much it. Oh, and you can, you know, follow me on something else. Well, great. Bebo. Yep. MySpace, I'm on all of them. <laughs> all of the ones. MSN. And Napster profile. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, that's great. Uh, if you want to see James and other comics like him, uh, we uh, are at the Comedy Cat every Saturday, and that's what we're going to do now. James is headlining. Uh, so thank you very much, James. That's Thanks, great. Thanks, Jim. That's great fun. Yeah.